Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Strife's Sanctum. My name is Citizen Strife, and this week we're going to talk about a different type of anime. Last time we did uh, very subtle, very kind of happy and mischievous, with a little bit of whimsy and all sorts of things. This is not one of those shows. Um, Death Parade is not what I would call dark or disturbing or gory or something like that. It's more introspective and just not even depressing is the word, though it does tend to get there. It's It questions a lot of things that... I know for me personally, I don't like thinking about. Um, I'm not. I'm not someone who likes to think about, say, dying in general. I'm not really happy about that kind of con kind of subject. And maybe some people don't mind it as much as I do. But you know, thinking about where we go after we pass away is not something I'm really all that inter interested in myself. So seeing a seeing an anime tackle it in such a way. In such a flashy way, but also going about it with a sense of just anger towards the human condition, because this show is meant to judge people. It's meant to test people's characters, and I'll go over a lot of those rules, because a lot of the show is based on the rules they set forth and these kinds of things. Um, to set it up, this was a show about seven or eight years ago. It was created after a mock version known as Death Billiards. I didn't end up watching that, but it ended up kind of being a proof-of-concept episode for the show in general. And the things that I remember most about this show, before re-watching it earlier this year, is the OP, um, Flyers by Bradio totally against type very high energy very high octane saxophone and big band kind of jaunt and shit the video is just patently ridiculous with terrible cg and the and the guys who sing it just doing stupid shit uh in a casino that is not what the show is but it is still one of the best ops in the in the on the planet because it totally goes against what the show is trying to do so you may have heard Death Parade because that song is is fucking amazing. Um, so if nothing else, check that out. Uh, it's F Flyers by uh, Bradio. And as far as the show itself, um, it, it works in a very slow, methodical manner. Uh, I've said before about certain animes focusing on faces and um, physical like the physical impact of what faces and body language and all the other things could do. This is another one that, that does that. Mostly panic. Panic or frustration or anger or guilt. All of those things end up coming front and center because that is what you're faced with. And it boils down to a very small set of characters when I'm thinking about it some you know some of these games or some of these casts i can rattle on names and faces and all these things but the show is really structured around three people at most and 
really, too. But they do delve into some other characters here and there, but it's really about the guests in the Quindecum. Because when two guests head into Quindecum, they are already dead, and they don't know it. So the rules, as in place, are their souls are inhabiting these bodies that look like them, but are really dolls, that the Quindecum uses as kind of like... What do they call them? Shells. You know? So they're not physically there. Their souls, however, are. Their attempt is to judge these people through a set of, like, card games, air hockey, a fucking uh, arcade game, a beat-em-up game, you know, all sorts of weird things. There's this, like, darts game where you throw a dart and you actually cause physical pain to the part of the body you actually hit. So it makes it harder and harder, but it also forces them to do damage. There's a twister game where all of the buttons on the on the on the pads lead to different weird functions and shit. And the arbiters can fuck around with them and do weird things. The arbiters themselves, they are the judges. They are the people tasked with figuring out if a person deserves to go to heaven or hell. And in this case, in this show, reincarnation or the void um their interpretation of reincarnation is never made absolutely clear though they say you can inhabit a person that is not you so kind of think the wonder woman 19 or yeah 1984 kind of thing where it's the same dude but in a different body sort of idea um though they don't go like nitty-gritty and weird with it like the movie did um the void is a weird black space. So it's not hell. It's just a weird black nothing. So that's as much as we get. But the way you know what happens is once you're off the elevator and once you've been through this game and once you've decided what you're going to do, there's these two little um, insignias. One, there's almost like a yin-yang kind of Japanese symbol, you know, a, a smiling figure. And then there's one with devil horns on it. And in almost every case, you are shown where to go. But the, the show is smart in the sense that not every time do they just flat out tell you. And sometimes the arbiters will make mistakes. Sometimes the arbiter will say something, but then his other confidant will just go no you were wrong this is not right and this is absolutely wrong so again who are these arbiters how are they given this opportunity what is their purpose well the main arbiter is known as Deckham, voiced by alex oregon who is lloyd forger and spy x family so he is very stone-faced stoic doesn't really show emotion arbiters are not supposed to show emotion the idea is he's newly recruited five or six years or so give or take you know because these arbiters are practically immortal beings you know but they are tasked only to do this job they shouldn't question it they shouldn't think on it they shouldn't do it but Deckham's doing his thing and he's running this bar and running these games he happens upon this girl known as Chiyuki, the woman in black, voiced by Jamie Markey. And she kind of acts as a, as a foil. Her story 
is that she was judged once, but was not given an actual sentence. And was kind of stuck in that limbo, in the Quindecum. Decum needs to do the thing, but refuses to do it for whatever reason. That's kind of the, the main hook of the final episode or so, is there's this mystery surrounding who Chiyuki is and why she hasn't been judged and what Deckham intends to do. However, he's pressured by his boss, who's voiced by uh, Jad Saxton. Her name's Nona. Um, Jad Saxton was in stuff like Gangsta and whatnot. Um, Nona has more experience, and she is kind of like the lead arbiter, though... There's another one known as Oculus who's kind of pressuring her into making decisions and doing a certain thing this way. Uh, there's also a, another Arbiter known as Ginty, voiced by Robert McCollum. He was in um, Psychopaths and Gangsta as well. So Ginty's just this big, annoyed, doesn't want to fucking deal with a thing, doesn't care. He just kind of goes with motion. You'll have him do a game here and there. And he gives no fucks. So he doesn't understand why Deckham does a thing or why Chiyuki even matters and whatever. And it gets him in trouble because Ginty just doesn't care. It's not like they're getting a paycheck. They're dead too. So they're just like, what the fuck do I care? Why am I judging a thing? What do I give a shit? So you have these like competing interests. You have Deckham just doing his job without really considering it. You have Chiyuki trying to kind of be his better half because she's actual human who's waiting to be judged but doesn't know it. Nona, who is overworked but trying to do her best but still trying to corral everybody else. And then Ginty is just kind of just a dick about everything. And then, of course, there's some other characters. They don't really get a lot of screen time. It's mainly these four people that they focus on. Um, Because, again, the show is about them, but it's also about the rules in place. And the Arbiters aren't supposed to rig a game too much. However, there are times where they're allowed to, like, throw a ball into a different spot or flick a thing and it goes in a different direction, change the wind of a whatever, you know. The idea is they are seeing what these two people that are competing against each other, who their real characters are. Whether they were caught in a traffic accident, whether they both died in different circumstances. Sometimes they didn't die together. They just died in separate circumstances. A lady reporter gets choked to death or something, you know, but then another person, you know, falls off a cliff somewhere. You know, whatever way they died, they are judged and then either sent back to a different body or sent into the void. And a lot of that has to do with how they interact as both people, which we have fragments of their memories that are shown as we go, that the Arbiters know. But then we also have to see their true character from the way the games are presented. So competition breeds contempt in most cases, and these competitions will show people to be absolute assholes or just wanting to win or realizing that, oh, shit, my life is actually on the line, you know, because they're never told. They just kind of realize after the fact that, that, oh, shit, I'm already dead. What am I doing here? So this weird human condition, and one of the later episodes really struck me, 
as the thing. Because I liked the show before. I ended up liking it more than when I rewatched it. Because this boy ends up dealing with this older individual. And it turns out that they interacted before or have a, a shared interest. I don't want to get into the details, but let's just, let's just say the boy and the man go about a certain situation a totally different way. They both get in trouble. And it really comes to pass, and then Deckham just kind of observes while Chiyuki's trying to, you know, play the better half of the two. And the interaction of this two-part episode is the thing that really struck me. Not even not even the episodes where they talk about Chiyuki themselves, which is also really fucking good. Um, I thought what really struck me was the episode with the boy and the and the you know the not father figure, but the older dude. What they talk about and what they get into is, is some of the darker and more seedier aspects of this whole dying and being judged business. What I what I do enjoy, again, are the visuals, the opening and the ending, because the ending theme does a total 180 and is actually more fitting in line with the the show than the than Bradio or Flyers is. Because rather than being uppity and jumpy and shit, it is a just heavy, depressing, you know, rock song for the, like the minute or minute and a half. And it's like, oh, shit, this is a full of like discarded dolls and, you know, heads and severed limbs and shit. And it's like, Ew. you know, now, now it's like, oh, OK, yeah, shit got serious. And it really does kind of end end episodes on a high note even if they weren't already um what i will say is what i love is the show's aesthetic is the game visuals are up in your face and really cool the character designs are very muted they don't have a lot of um they don't have a lot of features to them their faces don't have a lot of like life to them so it's a nice little contrast to all the visuals, like the fancy lights and sounds of the games going on and all of the you know gory details of how and when these people passed away in this fancy-ass bar. It's a, it's a fancy-ass nightclub, which is, which is cool. You know, it, it's very subtle. The visuals are subtle is the best way I would describe it. Which, again, flies in the face of that opening theme. You're expecting this really in-your-face sort of thing, and it's just, no. It's The show reels you in with suspense. And some people are not into the rules of the Arbiters and like all the ins and outs. Like You see the first episode, and you do that thing, and then they go about retelling the episode from Nona's perspective so that you understand why the game is played the way it's played, so you understand the rules. Some people are just like, eh, I don't really need to be told every single thing. I don't mind that so much because it, it's sort of like, you know, that mystery novel is like, once you know the mystery, it's not as fun anymore. This isn't supposed to be a mystery in, in that sense. It's not supposed to be a horror show. So I don't mind it so much, especially when it's such an arcade, it's such a, such a dense concept as trying to judge life and death. And the fact that these arbiters can and will bend the rules to get their desired result 
not to get the desired result they're looking for, but to get something out of the players they're looking for because they think something's going to happen. So you, you can think, are they cheating the system? Are they actually fucking with the system a little bit? Rather than Deckham, who in all accounts shouldn't be that kind of person who's trying to be you know, a stand-up guy in most cases, but just very cold and detached from it all. Um, so I, I like the idea that they go into the, all these rules that they talk about because it gives weight to all the things they do. What I don't think they do a good enough job of is when they try to do the Arbiters as characters and like villains like ginty is a villain in the sense that he's an abrasive prick but he's not actively trying to do a thing but there's a later episode where you're supposed to sort of have a villain or is supposed to have a thing but it doesn't really go anywhere and you don't really get the sense that they had enough like if they had an episode or two building up to it or if they had something that was going on that would lead to something, it would make more sense. The end result kind of feels preordained. Like you knew the ending was going to be the ending regardless. It's a good ending, but it still feels kind of there, so to speak. So I don't think the show sticks the landing perfectly, but I also don't think it's so bad that it really detracts from it. But again, it doesn't feel earned in a way because this show isn't supposed to have a villain so to speak and it felt like kind of a shoehorned kind of thing if you watch the you know first 10 episodes and then all of a sudden okay this guy's being a bit of a dick and it doesn't go really it doesn't really go anywhere so the show relies on its on its gimmick but then it tries to weave in this narrative about arbiters and humanity and all this other shit, or are they human or are they dolls or are they whatever, you know. It doesn't really connect the way it should. But the fact that they go into such detail about the arbiters and Chiyuki and the rules that are that are good, it, it is a it is very hefty stuff. Because talking about death and what it does to people, the death games themselves and the effects that those different types of games have on different people, some of the reactions that these people have when they find out that they're actually dead, you know, what they do to their opponents to try and win, you know, thinking that winning was the, uh, like, winning is the thing they have to do, even though really it's not about competing, it's about competing against yourself and your better nature these people will do some crazy ass things to try and figure out how am i going to beat this person on the other side because that's the human condition is we are competitive people you know against our better judgment sometimes and as i said before the opening and ending themes give you a, di a nice little counterbalance the show flyers is just up in your face and all happy and big band and just makes no goddamn sense because it shouldn't. And the opening is just like all happy and they're, you know, getting drunk or they're jumping around and having fun. And then the ending is, is uh, last theater. And it's just like, no, <laughs> no, you know what you saw. This is not a happy moment. Fuck no. Um, and then there's a, there's a, uh, I think it's episode 11. I don't think it's episode 12 or 13. 
I forget if it was 12 or 13 episodes, but basically not the last episode, but the episode before it, when they're starting to talk about Chiyuki, they have an episode or they have one of those like five minute monologues or montages where they show you like who she is and what she does. The music that they do, the visuals that they do for that scene feel so well done because it feels like they finally earned it. They didn't just like tell you episode one what her deal was. They let you understand who she is as a character and then focused in on what she is to give you the biggest emotional impact. And they gave you time. They gave you enough time to process like what she went through and why she's even in the uh, Quindecum in the first place. That was an amazing scene too. So between the scene with the dude and the, and the kid like two or three episodes earlier and then the Chiyuki scene near the end and people who have seen this probably know which one I'm talking about those are scenes that just stuck with me that I mean I knew going in when I rewatched it what the show was and what I saw I forgot how good it was because I knew I liked the show and I knew I loved it but I didn't know how much I loved it and again, it doesn't have everything. It doesn't stick the landing as much as I would hope it would. But again, there's only so much you could do with the concept before you start making weird decisions. Do I want another one? I would. But I also kind of don't. Because I don't know if this setup requires 24 episodes. And I think they were smart in only letting it linger for 12 or 13 at the time. Because there are shows that you need more story to tell and I do think if he were going to go down the villain path or an antagonist route you did need another episode or two or you could have spent a little bit less time on the death games and more time focusing on the villains but this wasn't that type of show you could have also spent less time talking about the rules but I also think those help you understand which which one you can internalize things I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a visual I'm a visual learner I like things told to me so that I don't have to like pick apart and look through things with a fine tooth comb to get a, oh, that's what it was. You know, I'm not that type of guy, and I've never been that type of guy. I need something to tell me with its words or with its visuals what they're trying to get across. You know, sometimes there are subtle little things that people can pick up on under great, and I think this is a good balance of the two. Um, the rules are in place for a reason because then each game would go by and you're like, what are the reasonings between this person and this person? You know, because it is a, it is a tough thing to decide the fates of people in, if nothing else, death parade was focusing on the fates of people and what those decisions are at the absolute last chance that they get to make a good impression. So are their good impressions good enough to keep them alive in a different form, or are they doomed because of it? That is what the show is trying to do, and I think it succeeds quite a bit. It was one of the most popular shows back when it was released, and I still think it has its place. Rewatching it, I wholeheartedly recommend this. I would have recommended it had I not seen it again, but seeing it again like in the last couple of months, I can definitely say, fucking watch it. 
you know, this is up there with some of the best stuff I've ever seen. And I was already in that camp to begin with, but that should show you how much I liked it more. But that'll do it for me today. Let's load up our, um, let's load up our schedule here. And I have filled out my schedule for a long time. I'm not going to have any votes until, say, December, once we start um, cutting down some of these lists. Because I had, I had the video game, um, I had the video game and the anime review sheet up on the community tab, and I, I, I gave them like a good three weeks or so. Um, Somnium Files is next week. That's already been recorded. Oh wait, Somnium Files, we already did it. I'm, I'm looking at what I've recorded versus what I'm doing. So scratch that. By the time you've heard this, Somnium Files is done. Today was Death Parade. Next week, there we go. Next week is Star Ocean 3. Oh boy, I'm going to get through this and I'm not going to be in so much pain anymore having to think about it. I like Star Ocean 3. I want to like Star Ocean 3. And I will for a while. But I do have a lot of stuff to say about it. Uh, Shadows has two. As I said, better season than season one, so I'm happy. The winners of the polls are actually going to come up next. And December is going to be all about Ace Attorney. We just finished Ace Attorney Justice for All on my main gameplay channel, so we're going to talk about it. And I'm kind of glad that that won, a, that won a poll because I get to talk about it. It's still a great game. Is it up to par with one or three? No. Do I like Franziska von Karma more than Miles Edgeworth? No, but I think she still has her place, and I really enjoyed the game. Um... What I didn't enjoy as much, but still had some fun with, was the anime version of it, where they retell all three games. I will have to go into spoilers about the games, even though we are technically playing Trials and Tribulations. Um, but I will try to try to still do my like non-spoilerly thing about that when re when I'm talking about it, because I mean it is crossing over with the games that I've already played so it, there are going to be things that I do have to spoil then there are things I won't have to so bear that in mind uh January we get into East 9 Monstrum Knox I've been rewatching all of the East games over the last months or so and my god do I love them even more now speaking of things I love a lot East 9 is fine I guess it's just Eight puts you in such a heavy mindset of, oh my god, this is so good. Nine ends up feeling kind of, you know, middle of the road. But again, it's still good. It's just eight was an unfair advantage because it was so fucking good. So maybe that'll say a thing. And Full Metal Panic. This also got a vote for the anime review, and I'm happy. I, I went in thinking it would be a really stupid comedy and really dumb and not have much substance to it. There are parts there are parts to it that have stupid comedy and don't have a lot to go for it, but I think when it gets to the nitty-gritty and it gets to the war stuff and the military shit, they go really fucking deep into the military shit. And there are some characters that do have some chemistry, even though I don't know if the main two do. Um... But Full Metal Panic, it was good. I'm really glad I watched it. There are like three or four different versions of Full Metal Panic. I will go over all of them, but not in one episode. I'll just focus on the first 24 episodes and go from there. But that'll do it for me, and I'll see you guys next time. Citizen Strife, signing off.